Organize Me Radio, Episode 14, Becoming a Professional Organizer. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson. Welcome to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, owner of Restore Order Professional Organizing. And today our guest is Monica Fay, who is the owner of Totally Normal Chaos and the author of The Energetic Outcome. Welcome, Monica. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am so excited to talk to you too, because I feel like in the social media world, when it comes to organizers, you are everywhere. So um, I'm really excited to get a chance, you know, to sit down and chat with you and learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, and I'm glad I got to talk to you again because I really enjoyed our first chat. So this is really great for me that we get to keep going with this. Same, I agree. Okay, so tell us, how did you get started in the organizing business? Oh, my story is not typical. I, you know, I feel that most people are like, you know, I was organized my whole life and I like helping people and I just thought it was this natural step from who I am since I was a child to adulthood. It did not happen that way for me. I was a complete disaster growing up. ADHD kid, I made stuff out of car like furniture out of cardboard boxes. I just was always kind of a little struggler growing up and I decided to start my business because I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. I worked for a newspaper, I mean a magazine and a newspaper, and I worked um, in stores, and I just didn't want to have a boss anymore. I wanted to start my own business. I liked motivating people. I liked when people could see results and feel results and feel accomplished and feel good about themselves and feel empowered. So I kept thinking to myself, I was super young, and I just was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do something. And then I saw Nisi Nash on Clean House, and I was like, your personality is just like mine. Um, and she was my first inspiration, I'd have to say, to become a professional organizer. Um, so I started a business, I was still in college, and I named it Cheer Cleaners. And it was a cleaning business where the girls on my cheer squad would clean, and I would clean. And uh, then we had the, the second tier premium service, which was organizing. So for a higher price, you could get organized one-on-one -on -one with an organizer. And that's how it started. Um, it was just a cash business at the time. It wasn't anything legitimate. And I had hand-drawn rainbow posters all over Whole Foods. So I'm sure people were just <laughs> like, this must be a West Hollywood LGBTQ like cleaning yeah. service. And I was just like, I, I just was trying to get something, you know, going. So I quit um, doing that for a couple years, and it was just kind of a perfect storm that happened. Two, about two years later, I had quit my magazine job. I was a ma magazine editor-in-chief, and it did not end well there. And I just remember it was the day of or the day after. I, it had to be the day after I quit my job. I went on a babysitting website, and I signed up for it, and I put you know, what my experience was. I had been a nanny before. Um, and I, you know, just wanted to do something on the side and I had been an organizer so I could help around the house. And this woman wrote me and she goes, well, I already have a babysitter and uh, we already have a backup babysitter. And I honestly don't know why I'm on here right now, but I saw you used to be a professional organizer. Do you still do that? And I was like, 
Yeah, yeah I still do that. <laughs> In two years. And then weirdly enough, the day after one of my old clients, um, he emailed me and he goes, Monica, I've undone everything you taught me two years ago. Do you still do this? And I was like, this is a sign mm -hmm. that I need to do this legitimately and, you know, go register my business, get my, um, title down, get it out there into the world and really have like services that are not just hourly and, and to the whim of whatever we're doing. It, it was like something that had a system and something that people could rely on. So that's how it all started. And, um, it was, a lot of it was by accident. I have to say. So. Wow. I can't believe like you were brave enough to really start a business during college because I was busy like partying in college. And I did a lot of that too. <laughs> and working like part-time retail jobs and, and, but, but I, I've been a glutton for punishment, I think, because <laughs> I, did, I did that in elementary school. My mom was like, we had to have a conference with your teachers because you just took on way too much. And so that's kind of actually a boundary thing I've worked on. And we can talk about that later. But um, <laughs> even when I was little, it was like, not so much that I was organized, but it was just, I was just like, I'm going to do all the things. And so I did that in college. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a student athlete. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a live-in nanny and I'm going to have a part-time job. Oh, and I think I'll start this. And it's like, you don't have time for that. And you have no money to start a business. What are you doing? <laughs> so, I don't know. It just, it worked out. It worked out. So, right, right. Okay. So, I was uh, looking at your website and I see that to help some clients, you use something called the chaos method. What is the chaos method? Oh, the chaos method. So, that one's actually getting revamped, but that is just a system that I take people through where it starts with, um, your mindset and your boundary work and just first evaluates like how you feel about the things that you have and why you feel attached to them and just giving people a practical run through of like why you own this, why you can't let go, what feelings it's attached to and what that means about who you are. And when people can really get their head around, um, why they feel a certain way about things, it's so much easier for them to let go of a story because they then they start to think, my God, when I'm telling this story about this thing, I can hear the lie in my head. So chaos method a lot of the time is just um, looking at the chaos that's going on in your home and your head and uh, the way you react at work to people or your environment and getting out of the story that you've told because once you tell the story so many times and somebody's holding you accountable to that story you can hear that you're lying to yourself and a lie doesn't mean that you're trying to cheat somebody out of information it just means that that's something you're holding on to because you've attached your identity to it so i do a lot of like boundary work and identity work in the beginning and then when we get to the decluttering really able to let go a lot easier um, because they're, they're not held by those lies anymore. So speaking of boundaries, you mentioned that um, just a little while ago and how you've had to um, learn to set boundaries uh, for yourself. How do you do that for your clients? So for my clients, first we have to get out all the things that have made like their life chaotic. So we have to identify the mess first. And a lot of the times it's really easy. It's like you have the physical mess here, um, but then the stories come out. So 
you allow, when you allow people to tell their story, then you can cut to the root of it. So a lot of it is just like verbal communication, just asking questions. And then people start to learn about the questions they can ask themselves. Like, is this really true? Is this really what happened? Is this really important to me? Um, and so when people can ask themselves those questions, then they can say, I don't want that to be the way I live anymore. And that is the, that is the boundary line that I want everybody to get to when they work with me is you get to a point where you don't want to allow this in your life anymore. So if you're not allowing it anymore, what's on the other side of that fence? What does it look like when that is the line where you stop? Um, so it can be a little bit like counseling. I don't want to say counseling because it's not, you know, I don't have the, the degree to support that, right. but to, you know, when you, can really identify that and then you put the line down and you hold people accountable for for the life that they want to have then they start to really value it um so you set the boundary and then people have to realize that's exactly what they want and they will defend it um and and do anything they can to keep it and what that looks like is if this is the life I want, no, I don't want my closet to look like that. I don't want to be late for things anymore. I don't want to live in this uh, in a in a mindset of like always being frazzled and bending over backwards for children or family members or spouse who won't reciprocate or who don't value what I have to give. Um, and the way that I can go about that is putting a boundary on my belongings or my space or my time. And um, it's really about getting people to say what they want first and then uh, getting them to attach to that thing that they want more than anything. I love that. Okay. So your book, The Energetic Outcome, what made you decide to write a book? And can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes. So I've dabbled in writing books for my entire life, but I could never really complete something. And this book really, this is the one book that I was able to complete because I was really attached to the reason why it started. The reason I started this book is because a few years ago, I found out I have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. For a long time, I had chaos in my body. I had disorganization in my body. And I thought, you know, oh, I'm just not eating right. Why do I have fuzzy brain? I, you know, I just started really trashing myself. Like I'm gaining a bunch of weight. I can't get this under control. If I can't control my own body and mind um, and discipline myself, how can I be an organizer? And it's like when you, when your body stops doing what, predictable things, you start to really doubt yourself and your confidence goes down. And one of the big things about PCOS can be um, chronic fatigue. And I was experiencing really low lows and I'm like, am I depressed? Like, do I have depression? I don't really have much to feel sad about right now. What's going on? So when I was diagnosed, it just answered a lot for me because I was like, oh, now I know how I can take care of my body and my brain. And, and energy became the currency that was the most valuable thing to me. And what I realized was all my clients are struggling with energy in different ways. You have all different types of people. You have people who are go-getters. You have people who um, are, are people who need a little bit more time um, to get through things. You have people who will climb a mountain to get to the other side, not knowing that they could have gone around the entire time. Like they will look for the challenge to get over it, even if it stresses them out. Right. So I thought 
to myself like the the most important currency to me and must and must be important to others is energy and the connection i had with that was letting go of the chaos and the clutter and the excuses that come along um with that fatigue and for me at first it was like well you can't really help that because you have pcos and i was like well, there has to be, be a way I can help that. It has to be through the way I organize my diet. Um, certain times a day, I can eat certain things. When my metabolism is structured a certain way or, or go firing on all cylinders, then I can eat more carbs and my body feels better. Um, as far as my brain goes, if I take these certain vitamins like B-complex and D3, the brain fog goes away. The energy comes back in a natural source and that's what I wanted. So I then it becomes okay, if I can do these things, even when it's a challenge to my body and my body is naturally fighting me, um, how can I implement these ideas to other people who feel like, well, the world is fighting me on this. It's, I have no choice. I'm low energy. Um, I'm bogged down with crap. I have too much stuff around me. Um, I have mental clutter, emotional clutter because of all these things that have happened that I can't help. And I wanted to say, to people, you absolutely can help it if you clear it all out. Here's how I did it with the things I struggled with, and I think it'll be valuable to you too because it's all about protecting your energy. And if I'm someone who is struggling with my natural source of energy, even though I feel like a lively person who wants to get out there and be a go-getter and an overachiever, um, there has to be a way that I can make my body and mind better and my environment better, even if the outside forces are against me. And I felt that was the one connecting force between my clients and myself is that we just want more energy. We want the space to pursue the things that we really enjoy and are passionate about. And if we've got a bunch of crap around us, whether it's in our relationships or emotionally or mentally or in our physical body or in our environment, then we need to do certain things to clear that out so that we can restore our energy. And um, I often think about, I, I always think about moms, super moms, and how, you know, you can have a business or a, a high-powered job or just a, even a draining job where you're working 50 hours a week and, you know, you're on your feet the whole time. Then you come home and you take care of your kids. And, and I think like, man, super mom's energy is such a valuable currency to them. I think like, what would a woman who has all those responsibilities on her be able to do if she didn't have to have it all bogged down on her. If she had the space and time and uh, systems in place to use her energy to her full potential and, um, and to be able to rely on your body and mind and your surroundings a little more than when everything's piling on you and it feels like you have no control. So I have to say, I'm definitely guilty of being a super mom, <laughs> but I have learned to adjust and kind of cope with it and know that I can't do it all. Um, but there are so many moms who, you know, feel guilty, you know, about, about not being able to do it all or wanting to do it all. So I love that because it sounds like your book really gets to the root of why, you know, why people might have disorganization in their lives. And so... I applaud you for that. That is so amazing. Well, and I have a question for you. What this is, and I'm really interested in this, especially just with like everything you do, um, and you, because I really admire everything you do. 
what, what do you think was the one or two things that you've had to admit to yourself? I cannot, I'm not going to do it all. And this is the thing that I'm okay with not doing anymore or most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to say probably, um, planning family events because I, I, for some reason, I've always been like a go-getter. I always, I don't like to just kind of sit back and watch. I like to do things, you know, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, you know? And I know a lot of people are like that. And I feel like for my family, I have a big family. I'm the fifth of eight children. And, you know, having like family get togethers, I've always taken the lead on things like that. My kids' birthday parties, I've always made sure they had a theme and, and, you know, and they're, you know, have all types of like, you know, printables, nice cupcakes, this, this decoration, that, you know, but I realized that, um, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it all. So the event planning part of my personality, because I feel like a basket case sometimes, I'm sure most of us do, but sometimes I feel like a basket case. Um, I let that go. So this past um, May, my son turned six years old. I let my husband plan the party completely, you know? So I was hands off and it's, it's tough. Wow. And, I know, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough because it's like, you know, you kind of want to micromanage and say, oh no, do this, no, pick that, you know? But I'm learning yeah. to like, let it go and delegate and just know that you know people will do it to the best of their abilities and i don't have to micromanage everyone so but that is a hard yeah. one it really is i think micromanaging comes easier when it's like someone closer to you um so it's like if you were to get a party planner it's like yeah you could try to micromanage a little bit but it's like because it's your husband that's an even bigger challenge because it's yeah. like i could very easily tell you everything's wrong here everything right. <laughs> right and then and he gets a little anxious when I ask him to do things too because it's like oh my god if she doesn't like it that way she's gonna tell me and this you know so I'm 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 getting better at not giving feedback as often too you know so and just letting yeah. people do their own thing so it's tough but I'm getting there <laughs> I feel you on that 100 <laughs> percent Okay, so tell me about the Professional Organizing Accelerator. What made you decide to start that group? Okay, that group started because when I started organizing for real, when I made it the real business and not just the under the table stuff from my college years, I reached out to a few organizers and I know that the community has shifted in the past, especially past three years, Oh yeah, um, even just two years. But when I first started, it was, a very specific demographic of women in a specific age group. And it was um, really hard for me to break into it to get any information. I, I joined NAPO at the time, I'm not a member anymore. And um, I just wanted to feel like I was a part of something and I didn't wanna like take information from anybody. I wasn't trying to compete with anyone because my whole philosophy in business has always been like, wherever you're trying to find business is no longer my market because that's a red ocean and I'm a blue ocean strategy person. So where the sharks are all fighting and making the water bloody over their same kill, I'm out in the blue part of the ocean surfing the next wave. Like I don't want to be a part of anything I have to fight over. Right. And so I don't, I don't think that I communicated that well, or maybe just the way I was as a person, like I, it didn't come off well. And so I think when I was trying to seek out information, people felt like I was either trying to 
get their secrets or what, I don't know. People were very protective. It was really hard for me to find someone I could like look up to or mentor me or anything. So I started it um, because I, I was just like, I want people more like me who have questions and it's okay to ask. And it's okay if you, you want to be a leader in the industry, nobody's going to be like, you're trying to out lead me. And it was just, you know, right. it was just a little bit more freedom. And I wanted it to be full of energy and not like tight and stagnant and buttoned up. I, I, I'm like, look, I didn't grow up, you know, super organized. I was kind of a weird, anxious kid who had ADHD and I was obsessed with putting things in rainbow order, you know, and I, I didn't, I don't have that same background. So I, I need more freedom. I need more expression. And so I started the group and it just started to grow from there. And once I started the group, I noticed that people had the same questions over and over. Um, and I had graduated from those questions. So I was like, okay, I want to help people, um, you know, work on their business in a way that they're not spending years and years trying to find the answers to um, basically consistency and getting new customers. That's basically what it is. They want to be consistent with the money that's coming in and they want to make sure that they're targeting the right people and that they're not just getting whoever coming in and there's always a problem with how much they're charging and it makes them feel insecure about it. And, you know, should I be charging lower? And I felt really bad about this job. And it's like, I just wanted to offer consistency and, um, you know, energy and purpose and make people feel really confident in what they're doing. So then it started getting into the uh, business classes and stuff like that and workshops and all that. So I think people really enjoy it though. I try to keep it as open as possible so people can be uh, to learn as much as they can. No secrets. There's no formula that you don't know about um, that I haven't put out there. So I just hope for it to be transparent and something that people feel really comfortable in. So how often do you offer um, classes and workshops for these organizers? Well, it's been a little weird since the pandemic started. When we started, I just wanted to rush to get everybody. I was like, look, I'm not going to let y'all fail. There's something here for you. If you're feeling nervous about your business, here's how to do it online. Here's how to talk to companies about sponsorship. Here's how to, you know, um, work with big businesses if you want to do it like this. And so I was offering things um, like every few weeks. Now it's more about evergreen. So the former classes that I did live, you can get and just jump on whenever you want. Um, but the live ones are about once a month now. And there's some new ones coming up soon. So um, I'm excited about those. Okay. How can people find out more information about joining the Accelerator? You can go to organizeraccelerator.com. And um, when you sign in there, it's a membership site. So when you sign in, it is free. And there are about six free little workshops in there, like how to use Pinterest, how to use um, Canva, um, how, what it's like to start a, a um, online class if you want to provide online education for people. And then there are paid classes that you can take if you want once you're inside. But there's a lot of free stuff in there because I really do believe like we don't have to have the barrier of funds um, in order to be successful. It's okay to, to offer free things to people. You're not going to lose your whole business if you do. And then, you know, if they want to go to the next level past the free stuff, then they can invest in it when they're ready. Um, so there's something for everybody there. Okay. I, I love that because, you know, like you, when I started in the business, it was tough to find information, you know, now I feel like it's easily accessible, you know, these days finding information about be becoming a professional organizer, but yeah, I struggled yeah. with that too. And I think what you're doing is really helping 
people to, you know, have a place to, like you said, ask questions without feeling bad for asking the same question that someone else may have asked and just, you know, mm -hmm. being there and being like, you know, just that safe place for organizers to go to learn information and to grow their businesses. And the one other thing I wanted to kind of put out there is, and this doesn't really have to do with the accelerator. It's just learning in general as an entrepreneur or as an expert in a field. Your journey of learning is never complete. We are always learning, you know? And I, I don't want to ever get to a point where I know more than everybody. There's always something I can do better, always something that I want to bring in to teach people that I didn't know before and that they can now take on themselves. And that's what's really important to me is that there's always growth and there isn't stagnance uh, because stagnance is clutter, right? Just It just stays tight. And we want it to keep moving and keep flowing and have good energy through it. Monica, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell everybody how they can find out more information about you? Well, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I communicate the most, I think. And it's just uh, Miss Monica Fay, MS Monica Fay. And you can go to totallynormalchaos.com or organizeraccelerator.com. Either one's fine. Um, but I'd say Instagram's the best bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and be sure to tune in next time for another episode of Organize Me Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today and make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. And remember, get organized, go further. You're listening to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson.